Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. January 3rd, 1959, Alaska joins the Union. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. At a time when there's much talk about constitutional reform, including statehood for the District of Columbia and for Puerto Rico, it's worth revisiting the last time the United States added states to the Union. It was seven decades ago, and the fate of Alaska, which joined the Union on this date, and of Hawaii were entwined, as was, unsurprisingly, the existing balance of political power. William Seward had arranged the purchase of Alaska in 1867. The territory proved a rich resource and a strategic asset in both the Pacific phase of World War II and in the Cold War against the Soviet Union. From Alaska, the Aleutian Islands stretched out invitingly toward a shrewd and daring enemy. The great Japanese air and naval base at Paramushiro was only 750 miles from Atu. Atu was only 1,200 miles from the mainland of Alaska. Statehood, however, was something else again. White Southern Democrats in the middle of the 20th century opposed the admission of Hawaii, then seen as a Republican stronghold, for fear that two additional Republican senators would weaken the bourbon hold on the Senate. Alaska's cause benefited from the seeming GOP strength in Hawaii. The existing white Southern congressional powers hoped Alaska might balance out pro-civil rights votes coming from Hawaii. In the end, Alaska won statehood first. Hawaii would come later in 1959. Pro-statehood Alaskans themselves had long argued that the colonial control of their territory was fundamentally un-American. In 1955, in words that resonate today, an Alaskan leader said, We meet in a time singularly appropriate. Not that there is ever a greater or lesser timeliness for the application by Americans of American principles. Those principles are as enduring and as eternally timely as the golden rule. Indeed, democracy is nothing less than the application of the golden rule to the great society. I mean, of course, democracy of deeds, not of lip service. Democracy that is faithful to its professions. Democracy that matches its pledges with its performance. But there is nevertheless a peculiar timeliness to this Alaskan's enterprise to keep our nation's democracy true to its ideals. For right now that the United States has assumed world leadership, it has shown through the expressions of its leaders its distaste for colonialism. And this antipathy to colonialism, wherever such colonialism may be found, reflects a deep-seated sentiment among Americans. For our nation was born of revolt against colonialism. Our charters of liberty, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, embody America's opposition to colonialism and to colonialism's inevitable abuses. It is therefore natural and proper that American leadership should set its face against the absenteeism, the discriminations, and the oppressions of colonialism.
such arguments are still being made, if about different peoples and different places. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge, Margot Gray, and Chris Basil. Production assistance by Andy Jaskowitz and Adam Macias. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.